Welcome back to Imagination Radio, where we are all about waking up the part of you that robots cannot replace. It is a beautiful, sunny afternoon here in Manchester, New Hampshire. And wherever you are, I hope you're feeling the vibes, chilling out, and remembering that, hey, this is your life. And when you open your eyes, all that you see is the contents of your own consciousness. Oh, just a little reminder of the truth there for you, and I'll have more for you after this. On Imagination Radio, we're all about waking up the part of you that robots cannot replace. But one question I get a lot is, well, what part of that is it? What part of me is the part that robots cannot replace? Well, I would beg, uh, I would assert rather, that it is your imagination. Robots, artificial intelligence, can accomplish a lot can pull a lot of information from a lot of disparate sources and compile it to make decisions that are rather intelligent when viewed from a logical perspective. But what robots lack is imagination. And imagination, I would assert, is what makes you human. Welcome back to Imagination Radio. Are you having a crazy dream? Question of the day for you. What does it mean to dream with your eyes wide open, imagination fully engaged. What does it mean to be a conscious creator? Take your call-ins, go ahead and send me a message. I would love to start a discussion about this here on Imagination Radio. Welcome back to Imagination Radio, where we are all about waking up the part of you that robots cannot replace. And I'm sitting here on this uh, Wednesday evening thinking about the fourth industrial revolution and how the emergence of artificial intelligence will transform forever the face of humanity and will cause what I feel will be a thirst for the meaning of life, a thirst for meaning in life, the likes of which has never before been tasted by humanity. And here at Imagination Radio, we are all about waking up the part of you that AI cannot replace. And that is, of course, your imagination. And here at Imagination Radio, we constantly coach our listeners to imagine wisely. But what does that mean, to imagine wisely? What does it mean to use your imagination wisely? Well. I would love to take your calls on this, but let me assert for a moment that to imagine wisely means to choose with conscious intention the way that you view your life. To imagine with intention the way that your life looks. This is a powerful technique that can be used to create your life. Now, you may be saying, Oh, what does is, what, is what I do in my imagination have to do with my real life? And that, my friend, is the secret. Because you are all imagination. Neville Goddard famously wrote that your world is a gift that you give to yourself. 
Now, what does he mean by that? Well, I can tell you from his writings that he says that man is incapable of seeing other than the contents of his own consciousness. Now, what is your consciousness? Well, I would argue that it is your human imagination. Your human imagination is your consciousness. And that the only reason that you are aware of being is because you have imagined that you are what you are. So here on Imagination Radio, you will find us constantly reminding our listeners to imagine wisely. And now, you know why. Welcome back to Imagination Radio, and I've got a blog post here that I'm going to narrate for you from Dr. Joe Dispenza, one of my teachers and mentors in the world of imagination. The title of this blog post is The Balance Between Intention and Surrender by Joe Dispenza. The balance between intention and surrender is a delicate one. Intention is getting clear on what we want, and surrender is trusting in the best outcome. On the one hand, if you overintend, you're trying to make things happen. On the other, if you oversurrender, then you're lazy, lethargic, and you'll make a minimal effort. It's a bit of a razor's edge, which is why I think we have to lay down the very thing we've used our whole life to get what we want for something greater to occur. Sounds easy enough until we have to put it into practice. If you're familiar with my work, by now you've heard me say a thousand times that to create something out of nothing, we need to match a clear intention with an elevated emotion. But that is just the beginning. Next, we need to remain in the energy of that creation, day in and day out. This is where our meditation practice comes into play. Then, we surrender the how of how our creation shows up. This means we're not only trusting a greater mind is organizing our creation in a way that's right for us, but we allow it to unfold in a new and different way than what we had previously planned or anticipated. Think about it. If you knew what to do, you probably would have done it already. That is called the known. But the moment we start to feel frustrated, impatient, angry, or resentful, however, we've disconnected from the energy of our future. And more than likely, it's because we're trying to force control, predict, or manipulate outcomes. Why does this happen? Because those emotions cause us to feel separate from our creation. Thus, we're not surrendering, allowing, and trusting in this greater mind. Instead, we're approaching creation as matter trying to change matter. Rather than our energy organizing matter. If you are trying to control and predict when and how it should happen, then you're back in the known. That's because your prediction is more than likely you thinking 
about some known possibility from your memory of the past and trying to forecast that outcome into the future. You may find yourself saying, but I do the same work every day and still nothing happens. If you're saying that, then you're not trusting. You're waiting for something outside of you to make that feeling of separation or lack change how you're feeling inside of you. That is called separation. You have to remember that because matter is the slowest frequency, it may take time for the external conditions in your life to come into alignment with your inner vision. Again, this is why we do the work every day, to stay in the energy of our creation. That's not to say it's easy, otherwise everyone would be doing it. An analogy I often like to use is that practicing this work and learning to surrender and trust is a lot like learning to snowboard. When you strap your boots to your board for the first time, you're hyper-focused on your balance. You're hyper-vigilant about your form, your turns, the position of your body over the board, and so on. As a result, you expend an unnecessary amount of energy. In this regard, your mind and body are separate. When in fact, what you're trying to do is make your mind and body one. In essence, you are trying to make your body do what your mind is thinking. As a beginner snowboarder, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to fall a lot. You're going to be sore. And in the midst of the experience, you're probably going to question whether you're ever going to be able to glide down the mountain with ease and grace. With enough practice, however, you stop trying to think like a snowboarder and you become a snowboarder. The habitual practice of snowboarding then becomes the state of being, and thus you can finally relax into it. Now, what was once a practice becomes a joy, something you look forward to. And you trust yourself more and more, because your body and your mind are working in unison. You no longer have to try as hard. It requires less effort, and you are able to better manage your energy. This not only goes for snowboarding, but for creating our reality. The creative process, then, is not about hoping, wishing, waiting, wanting, trying, or looking. Hope is a beggar. It's about embodying and becoming your creation. We do this first internally in our meditations by merging with the energy of our future and then by remaining in that energy throughout our day. The more we remain in this energy, the more we memorize it until it becomes a new state of being. When it has become your state of being, then you can finally get out of your own way, which ultimately makes trusting, surrendering, and allowing easier and more natural. This is when you have memorized the thoughts and emotions in your mind and body, causing you to feel like your creation has already happened. If you're not making a concerted effort to stay in the energy of your creation throughout your day, it's the same as eating an organic breakfast. 
than spending the rest of the day eating junk food. And what's the point of that if you're trying to get healthy? The same goes for everything we're creating in our life. Why not, then, for today, pretend your future has already happened? After all, if you've been doing the work, you've already experienced it enough times in the quantum field. Who knows? You might just find your future finding you. And that's the end of the blog post by Dr. Joe Dispenza here on Imagination Radio. We'll be back after this.